1: And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Ministry of the Week Sunday message. This is David Naderhood, and it is my privilege each week to take time during this Sunday afternoon hour to highlight a different ministry that we have here around the Bay. And we do this for a very specific reason. We want to help our audience get to know uh, the Kingdom of God as it's represented here in the Bay Area. We want people to be praying for these local churches, whether they're little tiny church plants or large, well-established churches, but we also want people themselves, if they're not connected and growing, and maybe this is you today, uh, maybe you got burned by the church in the past, or mm. maybe you have had uh, uh, never had any church experience, but you're just curious about God and, and about Christianity, or maybe you're new to the area and you haven't yet found a church home. We feature these different churches every week in different ministries so that you can get connected and be growing in Christ and, and eventually bearing fruit because that's what Jesus wants to see us do is bear fruit in him as we're planted. And the, uh, the, that analogy that the scriptures use again and again of a fruit tree bearing fruit in season is a really exciting picture to me because our guest this week on the Ministry of the Week Sunday message is Pastor Abante. And his program on KFAX is called In Season. So, Pastor Abante, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you very much for having me. You know, we had uh, been able to see how God has borne fruit through your local church. And this week during the Ministry of the Week interviews, uh, you sat in with us and shared a little bit how um, uh, you grew up in a Christian family. Correct. Uh, and, and came to Christ in the Philippines, right? Yes. And uh, But there was a, a time in which you, you kind of ran away from ministry mm-hmm. and then God brought you back. Amen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened here in the United States. Yes, it did. Okay. Um, I I imagine, were you anticipating that you would end up in the Bay Area and planting a church in San Leandro? Not really. (laughs) Not a plan. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't in your plan. but It it was in God's plan. Um, you know, I live in the East Bay as well over in Oakland and not far from uh, where IBBC Ministries is located. And it's always been such a blessing to, uh, to stop by as I did recently and receive such a warm welcome. Um, A lot of times people don't have that. When they experience visiting a church, uh, it can sometimes be kind of cold and unfriendly. Uh. But my impression at IBBC is that there's always a warm smile and uh, a warm welcome. Would you mind sharing, Pastor Bonte, when the worship services are so people, uh, if they don't have a church home, that they could come?
2: On Sunday mornings, we have it at 1030. Mm-hmm. And in the evening at six o'clock on Sunday evening, and a Wednesday at seven thirty.
1: And now, uh, the Wednesday evening is a worship time as well as a teaching time.
2: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. a teaching time. Right now, I'm a- I'm actually teaching on the Book of James through the Book of James. Yes. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. okay. And uh, you know, you have a very busy schedule. So as we talked about this week during the interviews, uh, by God's grace, you've been able to plant over a hundred and twenty churches. Correct. All over the world, correct. And then you go and visit these churches, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my biggest challenge with Pastor Abante is trying to keep up with his travel schedule. So if I want to get a <laughs> cup of coffee with him and talk about in season, it's uh, you know I have to find that time to be able to fit in. You have uh, just returned from the UK. Correct. And
2: uh, wh- where else did last year's travels take uh, you? I, I went to Montreal, Canada. that mm-hmm. started working in Montreal and also Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then I went to uh, UK and Paris. Okay. And then also the Philippines. I had uh, one-month conferences in different parts, in luzon Visayas, and Mindanao, Philippines.
1: Wow. Okay. So the conference there was uh, almost the entire month of December, Correct. if I remember right. Correct. Now, how about for 2016, the year ahead? Are you going to be, you have some more travel plans, I'm yes,
2: sure. Yes, yes, still do. And we are, right now, I'm, I'm in the area because we're preparing for our 27th anniversary of the church. Mm-hmm. That will be on May 1st, 2016. I would like to invite the listeners of KFX to come and join us on this anniversary in the morning at 10 o'clock on Sunday. And before that, we have a three-day conference. We call that a church planning conference and pastorals, pastor's leadership conference.
1: So a pastor leadership conference and church planters, and uh, folks who listen to the broadcast of In Season, um, are, you're already familiar with Pastor Abante's uh, style of preaching, and you know uh, he really gets into the Word of God, goes deep in the Word, and it's not uh, little sound bites uh, for <laughs> for Christianity Light. It is uh, sermons that have been carefully prepared and designed in the Word of God to, to help believers put their roots down deep. Uh, again, this was, um, I think, our conversation about Psalm 1, that, that, that phrase that, uh, like a tree planted by fertile streams, uh, bearing fruit in its season. Uh, this is a phrase that sort of jumped out to us as an appropriate name for the broadcast of Pastor Abante's preaching. And we're going to get a chance to hear one of his sermons in just a moment. We want to make sure that uh, if you're listening and have not heard of In Season and IBBC, that you find out more information. There's a few ways that you can do that. First you can go to their website, ibbcministries.org, again that stands for International Bible Baptist Church, and then the word ministries, -ministries ibbcministries.org, and you can find information on how to find the church. You're located right near the 580 Freeway, right? Oh yes,
2: yes. Mm -hmm. Sound of which Act you 580 and 880. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right right in the middle there, and uh, pretty easy to find. And it's a church that is growing, in fact, outgrowing its facilities. So uh, Friday you shared that uh, folks are going to be praying for the resources as you're trying to do a building project Mm -hmm. this year. Um, But people can also tune in uh, by going to kfax.com. You can find the podcast or the on-demand page there, and you can listen to the past broadcasts of In Season. Uh, Those are probably already available on your phone if you have iTunes. If you have uh, TuneIn or Stitcher or SoundCloud, any of those apps on your phone, you have access to listen to the teaching of Pastor Abante and the in-season broadcast. Uh, Pastor Abante, before we hear the message today, would you mind just offering a prayer so that um, uh, all of God's people can have their hearts open to hearing and receiving the Word to. of God?
2: would love to. Thank you. Our oh, Dear Father, thank you for this opportunity of God for me to uh, speak to the listeners of KFAX today, O oh Lord, we know God. There are people out there who are uh, burdened with uh, uh, family issues, or oh God, uh, marital issues, and personal issues, O oh Lord. And I pray that you touch them. Mm. And those who are sick, O oh God, I pray that you touch them with your healing hands. Yes, Lord. Thank you again, O God, that through this broadcast we're able, O God, to reach out to the community, not only in this locality, but also in the neighborhood, O God, and even other countries and other states, O Lord. And I pray that you bless the message that is always uh, brought out there, but it's registration, O God. Thank you for, uh, for Pastor Dave Netherhood, O Lord, and his instrumentality, O God. And thank you for IBC, O God, partnership with KFAX. And I pray, O Lord, that you uh, just use us, O God, together. Mm. as partners of God uh, for your glory mm. to reach out uh, uh, the whole world with the gospel of God so precious oh Lord uh, for you and also to all of us we give you all the praises and all the glory in yes. Christ we ask Amen
1: Amen Thank you Pastor Bonte, for joining us in studio this week and for your time today and uh, um, if you're listening today to this uh, uh, message we want you just to be ready to receive what God has for you and, and to then please let uh, Pastor Avante know uh, how God's Word touched your life today. You can get in touch with them through their website, ibbcministries.org. Once again, here's Pastor Ernest Avante with today's Ministry of the Week Sunday message here on KFAX.
2: I'll just leave it here. Just turn it off. Uh, well, our theme for 2016 is Let the Glory of Christ Be Seen in 2016. First, be seen in our lives second be seen through our families third be seen through our churches and congregation and be seen through our works and greater works I believe that is a very uh, relevant uh, message that we ought to share with everybody this year because the ultimate goal in our generation is to glorify men can you observe that? Everything is towards the glorification of man. We're constantly bombarded with humanistic philosophy, resulting in ungodly society and godless lifestyle. God has been pushed out, pushed out of our society. And and unfortunately, God is also being pushed out out of churches, out of families, out of the schools, and out of uh, our daily existence. You know, it is expected and understandable to hear and see the secular world not to consider God. It's very easy. You know, but to observe it from those who claim to believe in God, those who claim to believe in the Bible, is troubling. You think so? And disgusting, actually. (laughs) Now, now, uh, Now, considering also the nonchalant attitude... Of the believers by allowing the mockery of the Savior. The mockery of God. Even the mockery of His Word, the Scripture, is inexcusable. And we see that all around us. We see that in the media. We see that in school. In fact, uh, people would come to me, those who are going to uh, universities, you know, pastor, you really need to really be strong when you go to universities. Because they do whatever they can do in order for you not to believe in God. And that's true. And we are supposed to be God's witnesses. Amen. We are supposed to be God's light. We are supposed to uh, show the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ in us. That's why it's very important for us to really show the strength. Show the power. And show the glory of God through our lives. Now the the world that we live in today is, is... Is focused on declaring and showing the glory of man. You notice every presentations, every television programs, every celebrations that we see on uh, in the media, including the ones in the Christian world, we see the highlights of how individuals have succeeded and reached the pinnacle of success through their efforts Without giving great credits to our God. I'm sorry to say, of course, you know, we rejoice over the winning of Miss Philippines in the recent Miss Universe. And I believe uh, a lot of you here, a lot of you here, uh, you know, you were happy to see that, right? But of course, still the focus of that paid pageant is to glorify the vanity of women. Amen? Whether you agree or not, it is. So we can see this. All over this world. Now let's define the word glory. Uh, The dictionary defines glory as a source of honor and distinction. Another definition that uh, that, that is given is a state of absolute joy and contentment. But the New Testament uh, definition for glory is magnificence. splendor. And brightness, like we see in the sun, moon, and stars, is the visible magnificence and splendor and brightness. John Piper said that the glory of God refers to His infinite and overflowing fullness of all that is good. That's how he defines glory. The infinite and overflowing fullness of all that is good. Walter Kimbrough said, God's glory is best defined as the outward shining of God's inner being. Now, I define glory, I also kind of uh, did my own definition of glory, as magnificent and overwhelming presence of God. A word that can only be ascribed to no other but God. And I believe that. You know, if we are to glorify somebody, it's only God. No glory must actually be referred to any man. All glory must be given to our God because He deserves all the glory. If God deserves all the glory, then there's no more glory left to any man. Because all glory is for Him. And to him. Now, how does God reveal his glory in the scriptures? Now, we know that in the scriptures, God has revealed his glory through the vastness and beauty of the universe. In a book of Psalm, chapter 19, Psalm 19, verse 1, it says, the heavens declare the what? Glory of God, and the firmament showeth it his handiwork. We Many years ago, we did not have any idea about the glory and the vastness and the, and, and, and the magnificence of the universe until the Hubble Telescope. Remember the Hubble Telescope? You know, now we see that the Hubble Telescope is sending pictures, pictures of the universe, the vast universe, the beauty. And every time I see pictures of the vast universe, I, you know, I see the greatness of God. You cannot, be, you cannot be able to really separate the beauty of the universe and the beauty of the sky from God. Amen. You cannot deny the fact that all these things must have been created by an intelligent being, by God. And I believe the universe also declares the glory of the creator because the heavens declare the glory of God. In the New Testament in First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 40 to 41, it says, "There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another, star in glory." the glory of the heavenlies the magnificence the splendor and the beauty of the heavenlies all those actually manifest the glory of an eternal creator and that is god god has not only revealed his glory through his the vastness and beauty of his creation in the universe but God also has revealed His glory through the consuming fire and blinding lights through His Shekinah glory. Shekinah means the visible manifestation of the presence of God. Now example in the Old Testament, you know, with the Shekinah glory of God is the, is the pillar of fire. That actually guided the children of Israel in the wilderness in the evening. And also the pillar of cloud and protected and guided also the, the children of Israel in the morning. And also about the burning bush that Moses also saw in the wilderness. These are the see, the uh, representations of the Shekinah glory of God. In the book of Exodus, chapter 24, verse 15 to 17, it says, And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days and the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud and the sight of the glory of the lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of israel so the children of israel was able they, they were able to experience the the uh, the glory of god the presence of the almighty God. In 2nd Chronicles also chapter 7 verse 1 to 3 another manifestation of His glory. Beginning from verse 1 it says here, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. That reminds me also of the incident that occurred in the, in the the during the day of Pentecost when the glory of the Lord also Also uh, manifested in that room, in the upper room, you know, in order to empower the church and the 120 present there. You know, because the presence of the Holy Spirit and it is the glory of God filled that room. And because of that empowerment, the church of the living God is now able to reach the whole world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So these are just some examples on how God has revealed His glory. And to God, His glory is very important. That He has a plan to reveal His glory. You can find it in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2 and verse 14. Habakkuk, chapter 2 and verse 14. In this passage, this verse tells us that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is actually a prophetic utterance in reference to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? That there would will, there will come a time that the true presence of God would be revealed on this earth. And you know what? That was fulfilled. Amen? Praise God, it was fulfilled. Because the best way God has ever revealed His glory is through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the best manifestation of the glory of God. And this was fulfilled when Jesus was born. We just recently uh, celebrated the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And John, the beloved, describes this very well in the book of John chapter 1 verses 1 to 4. Let me read that to you, and also in verse 14. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, And the life was the light of man. And then go to verse 14. Verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh. Amen? Amen. God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now we can see here that Jesus Christ is the epitome of glory. He is is the epitome of glory, human or divine. And no one can ever surpass the brightness of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why without Christ, there is no glory. Without Jesus, there is no presence of God. Without Jesus, there is no power. Amen? And the only thing we can be the only way we can be able to experience the presence and the power of God is through the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the unsurpassed expression of God's glory. But how did Jesus reveal his glory? This morning, you know, based on John chapter 1, verse 14. We will explore it in three ways. In three ways. First. First thing that I observe in this passage. In verse 4 of John chapter 1. That the glory of Jesus is unlike anything or anyone. The glory of Jesus is unlike anything or anyone. His glory is the glory of the invisible God. It is the glory of the invisible God. The invisible God became fleshed. Amen. He is God who became a man. That's why one of the names given to the Lord Jesus Christ was the in ma- the name Emmanuel. And the word Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. God has walked on this earth. Amen? God has spoken to man. God has lived among us. In fact, there is a condemnation of those who do not believe in the date of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can find some in the religions today. We can find even theologians and people who actually refuse to believe that God, that Jesus is God. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 22 to 23 says, Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denyeth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. In fact, the text that we just read a while ago, you know, we can find here that the, even the Father called his Son God in the very first eight. He says, But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Oh, yes, the glory of Jesus is unlike anything or anyone because the glory of Jesus is the glory of the invisible God. Now, another thing we need to understand about the glory of Jesus is this. The glory of Christ is inherent or indigenous in His person. Amen? His glory does not come from other source. It is within Himself. His glory emanates from Him. As man, he showed the glory of the Father, but he is also the glory, he is also actually that the peace person is the glory of the Father. He is not just showing the glory of the Father, he is the glory of the Father. John chapter 17 verse 5, it says, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self in the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Oh yes, God's glory, the glory of Christ, emanates from Him. He is the source of the glory. It is not a reflected glory like that of the glory of the moon, as a reflection from the glory of the sun. See, the sun, the Lord Jesus Christ, has glory that is His own, only indigenous to Him amen you know that is within him because he himself is the glory now and also the glory of christ is not in or from a place that means if your glory is actually dependent on the place that means when you leave that place then you don't have the glory it's like for example if the glory is in this church when i leave this church then i don't have the glory anymore See, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ is not in or from a place. It's not dependent or based on a place. Even after He left His throne of glory, His glory remains with Him. His glory remains in Him. When He came to His earth, the vile earth, the sinful earth, with the wicked man is still, God's glory is in Him. He is the glory of the triune God because he is the only visible manifestation of God. And the glory is something that must be revealed. Glory is something that is manifested. How good is the glory if it's not seen? Amen. How good is glory if it's not even felt? How good is glory if it is not manifested? And since Jesus is the only visible manifestation of God, then therefore He is the glory. He is the glory. He is not based on a place. And so that when they left this earth, you know, He no longer has the glory. He still has that glory. Oh yes, you know, It was met and overshadowed by His humanness, but still glory was within Him when He was was here as a man on this earth. Now also, another thing we can find about the glory of Christ is this. The glory of Christ is not actually dependent on any particular occasion or any particular circumstance. You know, to us, there's only glory if everything is okay. To us, it is glory when everything is happy, when everything is wonderful and beautiful. When there's no beauty, when there's no excellence, when there's no magnificence, the glory is gone. Not with the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Not with Jesus. Now, even the Bible says he was described as there's no beauty that is left in him. That is even described in the book of Acts, Isaiah, chapter 9. But even though the beauty was not in Him, it's still the glory remains in Him. Because in Christ, there's glory even in the cross. There's glory through the cross. There's glory even in His shame. Amen? There's glory in His shame. Oh, what a marvelous glory. Oh, what a powerful glory. What an incredible glory. The glory of the Lord jesus christ in the book of galatians chapter 6 verse 14 it says but god forbid that i should glory save in the cross of our lord jesus christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and i unto the world that's the reason why we're saved today amen because of the glory that he that he manifested on the cross of calvary Oh, the glory of suffering. It is not just the glory of His resurrection. Christ also also reveals the glory of His suffering. The glory of His shame. The glory of His crucifixion. The glory of His humanity. The glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, this is the first one. His glory is the glory of the triune God. The glory of the invisible God. Number two, based on John chapter 14. the glory of Christ is seen and felt among us. The glory of Christ is seen and felt among us. You know, many dignitaries, many kings, and politicians would come and visit, and were taken at awe and wonderment to see their glory. No, every time you know the the Queen of uh, England would come, or the or the King of any country would come, we would watch on TV, especially the the marriage of the princess and uh, the princess of England, and all those things you we would watch on TV because we wonder. We were taken at all by the, by, by the magnificence, and the beauty, and, 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 uh, and, and the greatness of that particular glory. Oh, during that time, they could show their power. They could show their opulence. They could show their majesty. But when they leave, they take with them their glory. Isn't that true? Huh? We celebrate, we're happy when they're here. When they're gone, they take with them their glory. It is just a moment's glory that we enjoy. We rejoice, we're happy. When they're gone, the glory also departs. But not the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Not Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ brought His glory here with Him. He didn't only bring His glory with Him, He came to live His glory. He did not only live His glory, He shared His glory with us. Isn't that wonderful? He shared that glory with us. Now that's why in Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 and 7, a very powerful passage. About how the Lord Jesus Christ shared His glory. It says here, To whom God would make known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Are you saved today? Is Christ in you today? Then you have the glory of Jesus. Amen? You can manifest the glory of God. He can manifest the magnificence of Jesus. But sad to say, not all of us do that. Not all of us live and manifest the glory of Christ. What He manifests is our own carnal life. The sinfulness, the wickedness that we have. The weakness of humanity. But you know what? God has actually given us the right and the power to, to manifest His glory why are we not showing God's glory are we too embarrassed to show his glory do you realize it's a privilege for us to have that opportunity amen, amen. it's by the grace of God he has given that to us to resent us to show his greatness through us to show his power through us but why cannot we do that And be proud of the glory of God. And remain humble. It's sad to say that we have believers. Even preachers. Leaders. People who claim to know God. And to believe in God. And to believe in the power of God. And yet they're living a life so strange and far from the life that they need to live for God's glory. The Lord Jesus Christ has not only lived His glory. Not only did He manifest His glory. He shared with us His glory. You know the more I think of that. The more I realize that. The more I'm humbled, And to think that I'm not even... Proud to be chosen, amen. Amen. To be elected, to be selected to carry that glory. It's sad. Oh, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ is seen and felt among us. So, the question here is this Is God's glory seen? In your life. Is God's power. Sin. In your life. Are we showing in our lives. The grace of God. The love of God. The goodness of God. Now what else? He brought His glory through humility and shame. He expressed His glory in the cross. In fact, the Bible says, we beheld His glory. In John 1.14, do you realize the meaning of the word beheld or behold? The word behold and behold does not only mean see or observe, it is not only the idea of seeing or observing, It is the idea, it has the idea of perceiving, of understanding, or witnessing the works, the beauty, the grandness, the magnificence of God. And that means you are a, you are taken you know at all with how he appears to you you know have you ever experienced you know i mean being at all i mean when you're at all you are you're just you know caught in that moment you wonder just beholding the greatness and the beauty and the power that's how we should look at the glory of Jesus. You know what's happening to us? We don't see that anymore. We fail to see that anymore. Because our eyes are not only and we're focused on Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Our eyes are focused on something else. On our ambition. On our plans. On, our, on all the things on this earth. On us and self. All we need, we need to again look at Jesus. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Oh yes, we can behold Jesus. We beheld His glory. I wonder if you still see that. Or maybe you've lost that vision already. Maybe you don't see the greatness of God anymore in your life. So much so that God is not important to you anymore. So that if you can't, if if, if you have a choice to come to church and not to come to church, you'd rather not be in the church because you want to go to be someplace else. You'd rather just watch television and not read the word of God. See? Because you don't anymore. You're not anymore interested in seeing the greatness and the glory of the Savior. But praise God. The Bible says, we can still behold His glory. It's something, it's an excited, we, we need to maintain that excited feeling of seeing the glory of God. I trust that you come to church because you want to see the glory of Jesus. I trust you are in this church because you want to see the glory of God. Amen? Oh, I hope that when you go out there and win shows and, and do some, some uh, win, uh, soul winning, is you want to go there because you want to manifest and show the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I trust that when you sing in the choir or sing a special number here, not because you want to see your greatness and your glory, but you want to manifest the glory of Jesus. Oh, I trust that you preachers, when you preach the gospel, you want, to, you want to proclaim the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you want to teach before, the, before your students, you want to teach about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Oh, the glory of Jesus. I trust whatever you do in the church, you're doing it all for the glory of Jesus. Amen. It's something most believers have forgotten. For them, Christian activity is is only a routine, a pattern, a behavior, a responsibility. Not anymore because they want to behold the glory of the Savior. We beheld His glory. Amen. Do you want to behold the glory of God? Amen. Amen. The glory of Christ is seen and felt among us. We're so privileged. You realize that? The Lord Jesus Christ did not have to share His glory to us. Who are we? To be shared with that divine glory. Who are we to be shared with that divine privileges? We're nothing, but only because of His grace. Let's go to the third one. The glory of Christ is full of grace and truth. The glory of Christ is full of grace and truth. Oh, wonderful, amen? Full of grace and truth. John chapter 1 verse 17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. It came by Jesus is Christ. It n- did not come in the form of religion. It n- did not come in the form of any other form. It only came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? His glory... That he manifested. Being full of grace. His glory was not of condemnation. Amen. It was not of condemnation. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 1 to 2, it says, There is therefore now what? No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. His glory, full of grace... It's not of condemnation. It's of forgiveness. It's of divine justice. His glory was full of grace. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. It says... Unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always in your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. His glory is full of grace. His glory carries the message of redemption. For by grace are you saved through faith. Amen. By grace we are saved. By grace you have been elected. By grace you have been chosen. His glory carries the message of forgiveness. Why? why do we enjoy forgiveness today because of what christ has done because of the glory of the cross have we forgot we have forgotten that we are forgetting that too often we have forgotten the cross that's the reason why god even told the church to to remember the cross Every time we celebrated the communion, the cup celebrated, you know, the, 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 the Lord's Supper. We are we we are reminded of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're reminded of the body of the Lord Jesus we are reminded of the cross. Amen. Why? Because we forget. We forget. You realize when the reason why we sin against God is because we forget. We forget about His grace. The reason why we are so careless about our lives. Because we forget. His glory carries the message of redemption and forgiveness. And His glory carries the message of assurance. The message of assurance. He has assured us that He will never leave us nor forsake us. That He will always be with us. That he will always bless us. That his love will always rule over us. That they can never be separated from the love of God. That's what his glory is all about. Amen. 1st Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 to 10 says Apostle Paul talking about himself For I am the least of the apostles. That I'm not me to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God. I am what I am. And His grace which was bestowed upon me. Was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I. But the grace of God which was with me. Apostle Paul is an example of a person. You know. Who magnifies, who, you know, uh, who uh, just just uh, shows the glory of Christ through him and in him. You know, when you show God's glory in your life, the more you enjoy the grace of God. The more you enjoy the love of God. There are a lot of threats coming from the, about the grace of God. Because he said, you know, where sin abounds, the more grace, much more abounds. So therefore, I need to sin more, so I can be able to experience the grace of God. There's a warp, there's a warp understanding of the grace of God. You know what, if you really understand the grace of God, and really appreciate the grace of God, you will be, you will be, you live in humility. Amen. And you will obey God. And you will enjoy God. Not the flesh. His glory. Through His grace. Gives us the opportunity. Wonderful opportunities. And also opportunity to even receive rewards. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? It's all by the glory of God. And also the glory says there also in John 1.14, It was also full of truth. His grace, His glory, is also full of truth. 1 John 3.16 and 20, 18, 20, 18 and twenty says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him, For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Oh, we enjoy the truth, because He is in us. His glory is in us. Without the glory being in us, we we can never enjoy the truth. We can never claim the truth. We can never live the truth. Amen? It's only because of His glory being in us. Oh, his promises are sanctioned by the truth. His mandates are supported by the truth. That's why, you know, we believe in the mandate of the Word of God. We believe in the work, the greater works, in the greater works, in opportunities that God has given to us. Why? Because it is supported by the truth. The promises that we have read in the Word of God, they're all sanctioned by the truth. His words are guaranteed by the truth. Do you realize that? So that when you read the Word of God, you know it's the truth. Because it's the Word of God. Guaranteed by Himself, by His person, and by His glory. That's why we can rejoice in truth. Amen? Amen. In 1 Corinthians 3 and 6 it says, Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. You know, there are only two things you can do. Rejoice in iniquity, or rejoice in the truth. Now, what about your life? Where do you rejoice? Are you rejoicing in truth? Or are you rejoicing in iniquity? everything in Christ because of his glory is trustworthy because he is the truth he is the way the truth and the life lastly in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 4 verse 21 to 22 1 Samuel chapter 4 verse 21 to 22 In verse 21 it says, And she named the child Ichabod. Saying, The glory is departed from Israel. Because the ark of God was taken. And because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel. For the ark of God is taken. Praise God. We don't lose our salvation. Praise God, because Jesus is in us. Jesus will remain in us. Amen? Praise God for that. Do you believe that? But you realize, God's glory can depart. is not losing salvation. It will happen if you become a castaway. It will happen if you become disapproved. It happens if you are not pleasing God. You're not obeying God. You're living a life contrary to God. God's glory can depart from you. God is not going to use you anymore. God is not going to use you to manifest His glory, to manifest His presence. To manifest His power. To manifest His love. Oh yes, you're saved. But you're not anymore an effective vessel. You're not anymore a a vessel that will glorify Him. That happened to many churches today. That happened to many preachers today. Which before them are used by God. They're not any more use. Again, I'm not talking about your salvation. Your salvation is there. It is just like if I have children and have four children who are obedient to me and four who are not. I'll bless more, more the children who are obedient and those who are disobedient, they're gonna be in their own. Or oh, you can you can continue to just assure yourself I am a child of God, I going to, I'm going to heaven, I am his child. It doesn't matter. If you're not doing God's will, you're disobedient, child of God. You will only inherit the place. But you see, I always tell this, our destination is not heaven, our destination is Jesus. It's to be like Christ. It's to live as Christ lived. Oh, you know, I, I was called by God. That does not matter. If God's glory departs from you, God's not going to use you anymore. It simply becomes an ornament. You know what an ornament is? You look beautiful. But you only accumulate dust. You are put in a place. You look beautiful. You accumulate dust. That's all you do. Yes, the glory can depart. In the sense of your usefulness. In the sense of your effectiveness. But you know what? In 2016, we want to see IBBC experience the glory of Christ. Amen? Amen? I want to see all the members of IABC, all the families of the International Baptist Church, all the preachers and the teachers and the workers and every servants that are serving the Lord in IABC to manifest and to enjoy, amen, the glory of Jesus. The glory, the best of Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5-7. to seven. Let me share this with you in closing. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ, Jesus the Lord. And ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of what? The glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessel. What purpose? That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The question is, are we showing the glory of Jesus? Let's all stand please. Let's pray. As we stand. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. It is my prayer that this message... penetrates into our being into our hearts and in our minds to reject all the ideas of the flesh to forget us but only think about Jesus on how we are before him the question is are we showing the glory of Jesus if not let us begin right in 2016 I want to challenge you if God has spoken to your hearts right now come to the altar kneel before God right now would you do that I call upon the pastors and preachers. We ought to be the first ones. Anybody else? Maybe you need to commit to the Lord. Lord, in 2016, I want only your glory to be revealed in my life. Why don't you pray the prayer? Father in heaven, oh God, thank you again, oh Lord, for reminding us today. Thank you, oh Lord, even for counting as worthy, O oh God, to be shared with your glory so that you can live in us and through us. So that your beauty and power, O oh God, be seen in us. We thank you, O oh Lord, for that privilege. Oh God, we have sinned against you. We have sinned against your glory. Forgive us, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh God, in 2016, it would be different. I pray, O oh God, for all the members and leaders of IABC, pastors and preachers of IABC, your servants, O oh God. That we would be constantly reminded, O Lord, of who you are before your presence. That we will give you all the glory in whatever we do. Even in our daily life, O God, we will always be reminded of your glory. We give you all the praises. And all the worship and glory. We ask all these things in your mighty name. Amen.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.